Welcome to another Watch Along from The Late Night, a horror podcast. Tonight, we're watching Stanley Kubrick's The Shining from 1980, starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Daniel Lloyd, and Scatman Carruthers. We're watching the version that's 144 minutes long. Please hit play at the end of the countdown. And this is the last happy thing we'll be seeing. <laughs> Pressing French horn. <laughs> Compliments of Wendy Carlos. And right now we're flying in over St. Mary Lake in Glacier National Park in Montana. And all. All shots here. Compliments of the Flying Nun. (laughs) As you can hear by the music, this is going to be a very happy feature. Oh yeah, just filled with cheer. like in case audiences didn't know that they had to buckle in and get ready for a horror movie this is definitely one of the few times it's like (laughs) yeah they really they they set you up for a a bleak experience precisely a stanley kubrick film jack nicholson you know they have they have such a cute car for somebody who's going to just go batshit real soon I was actually thinking of Herbie from when I was a kid. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, whoever made these credits, really attached to all caps teal aerial. <laughs> <laughs> Drive right into the darkness. Perfect. <laughs> that is basically our next destination. <laughs> Yeah, they they know exactly where they're going. Yeah. Of all the films I've ever seen, this is the film I can almost never watch by myself. I always need to watch some this with somebody else. So, <laughs> if you, you guys at home, if you're listening to this and you also feel the same way, we are very happy to keep you company. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this will be nicer. When I when I pre-screened it myself, it was a, a rather bleak two and a half hours for me sitting alone on my couch. Now we're getting up into the snow, getting closer to a ski lodge, because we all know all everybody goes skiing at a ski lodge. Mm-hmm. Of course, feels right at home after the uh, April snowstorms we just got here in Maine. Hmm. No hedge maze. Oh, yeah. The interview. This decor, man. (laughs) The way he talks, you can never tell whether it's like an actual film or a porno. Yes. Yeah. It's also just such disorienting lead-in watching Jack Nicholson try to act like a normal man like especially the the last thing i saw him in before this was one flew over the cuckoo's nest and if jack nicholson wasn't batshit enough in his own right 
Oh, it's... I can't see him as a normal man ever again. (laughs) (laughs) This guy loves Ivy. Goddamn. No. If he had had any trouble finding them, how would he be able to stand in the office, Mr. Ullman? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Although, yeah, if I had trouble finding you, I would have been a lot later. Yeah, and how would you call a head exactly? There's no payphone for like, oh, I don't know, six states or so. Yeah. Seems and now a we're little... gonna meet the real now we're gonna meet the real villain of this of this story. I wanna introduce everybody here to Tony, the talking <laughs> finger that endangers an entire fucking family. Tony's <laughs> oh, Tony's no. powers include Tony's powers include ESP. Uh, and the ability to see forward. Uh, so that means that Tony could have given this family stock tips and gotten them the fuck out of Dodge and a shitty apartment at any time. But instead, Tony, being a sadistic piece of shit, decided it was going to give this kid the wrong information, <laughs> endanger him for, you know, this finger's own sick pleasure. Shut the fuck up, Tony. And <laughs> instead... God, I hate you, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, your intense you hatred for Tony already. Tony? We're we're four I'll minutes into this movie, Moner. <laughs> I also I understood like I want to watch you bleed. <laughs> I think I understood like twenty percent of what that child said. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other eighty percent is us blocking it out. That's that's part of becoming an adult. Yeah, he shouldn't be. Clearly not. Yeah, because he beat the shit out of a kid. Oh my god, stop downplaying the importance of the public education system, Jack! (laughs) Also, weird move to go into a job interview and be like, yeah, yeah, I was in a profession that sucks. Ignore it. How many things does that man need on his desk? Like, I, I thought know. I was a pack rat. What? Yeah, why do you guys shut down on Halloween? <laughs> That's not what a manager said. A manager would be like, oh, so you're running the fucking ski lodge now, huh? <laughs> you haven't even been hired and you already have problems with our procedures? Okay, all right. I see how it is, big man. Let me just write that down. Talk to HR. No shit. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Show up having no fucking clue what the job is that you're coming to do. (laughs) Like, did you read the LinkedIn description, dude? What is your hotel made of that the snow is going to depreciate and damage the property? <laughs> what tissue paper were you building out of in 1907? Yeah, that's true enough. And all of the stuff that we actually do in snow maintenance, I don't see Jack do in this movie. I don't see him sweeping snow off the roof of that big-ass hotel. Right. <laughs> Isolation. Mm, <laughs> something we have no experience in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope Corona isolation doesn't end the same way this movie does. 
with frozen testicles? Eh, among other things. Oh, yeah. You're mm-hmm. really selling this job, pal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world's worst father. Sure they will, you piece <laughs> of shit. They'll love it. Which translates to, I won't give them a choice and fuck them. Yeah, I don't care what they think. Well, you are selling doing uh, melodramatic, so... I've never been intrigued before hearing a ghost story. Nope. Weird to drop this in the job interview. Wait. It makes you wonder if there's like an insurance agent who's got his fist up his ass making him tell him this story. <laughs> this is the same way that the, some states have the law that you have to say if there's been a murder. And we're like, I mean, we're legally obligated to tell you about the ghost stories. I mean, we're only allowed to tell you about as far back as the 70s. I mean, it goes way, way further back than that. But, you know, we're only going to tell you like the last 10 years of murder-suicides. Yeah. (laughs) Jack's listening intently. Seems like something normal one would do. Of course. I also love the two of them wearing their chunky knit ties. Like, I love they coordinated ties. for their interview. Right. <laughs> you can tell that this is a warm environment because I'm wearing a knit tie. <laughs> Look at my weave. The one silk tie dude did not get the memo. No. But really, why is he there at all? Who could say? It's a story of hope and inspiration, right, Jack? Of course. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. Is that right? <laughs> what a bastard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kanye. Did Dad get the job? Oh, boy. <laughs> I really wonder what was going on in the actual child actor's brain, because he came up with the the little wiggly finger thing. That was just Mm -hmm. something he did in audition, and Kubrick was like, I love it. Like, what what was happening there that he was like, in his, you know, child brain, was like, I have the perfect thing. (laughs) There was a kid, his name is Quinn Lord, who played Sam in a movie called Trick or Treat, where he also did some really amazing improvisation. Some of these child actors can really come up with neat stuff, so... Um, I definitely think it's very cool. 42, the answer to life, the universe, everything. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he did some amazing improvisation. I just wish he could have enunciated any word in this entire movie. (laughs) 
Yeah, Tony. Why are you holding out? Yeah, Tony, this is the most useful piece of information you could have shown me, This will right? help. Yeah, I this also, is really helpful, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I love that to get this shot in the trailer and to get past the MPAA filters for that, Kubrick had to go to them and be like, oh, no, 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 it's not blood. It's just rusty water. It's really rusty, <laughs> rusty water. He just lied through his teeth so he could get the, tr- the shot he wanted in his movie trailer. God, Shelley Duvall just has the most incredible, iconic outfits throughout this movie. Like, goddamn yeah, she woman. She looks like Vicky the robot from Small Wonder, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, blood. <laughs> Anything strange? No, I saw two hot twin girls that I'd like to meet, but other than that, no. looking up at you and being depressed that you are not too attractive looking older women than me. Getting really bad consultation advice. Did I say I had an animal by the sink? No, he's just the creepy creature that lives inside my mouth. (laughs) Like a xenomorph. I'd love to see that. Tony just comes out and just like punches a hole through her forehead. (sighs) Yeah, I just have this creature that lives in my mouth and then crawls down my throat into my stomach. Totally normal. Totally not a problem. Gives the worst stock advice ever. Oh my god. You think you would have told me about Apple? No. Had me invest in Lehman Brothers at the last minute. Frickin' prick. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a favor. That sounds like child abuse. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't want to take me to an MRI machine or anything, Mom? You think I might have had a stroke, but you just want to have me lay here with my legs elevated? As I'm sure the doctor will say, this is totally normal and just happens to children sometimes. And this is what your copay covers. Ah, uh, healthcare in the 80s. <laughs> you know what? I think you're working with a man named Tony, and I don't think you know what you're talking about. Oh, you poor, poor woman, experiencing relief for perhaps the last time in your life. (laughs) Yeah, and if you think the kids can scare you to death, we got this building we want to show you in a couple of minutes. All right, it's just a group of douchebaggy fingers that take advantage of children and prey upon their weaknesses. They're a group of sadistic bastards. Oh my god. Ah oh yes, that self-induced trance that we all experience. Right. 
I've been working on that for years. I can't master it. I've been trying to get myself to fall asleep whenever people I don't like talk. That <laughs> self-induced trance just never fucking comes along. Uh, I love that you can instantly date a movie by how casually somebody offers their doctor a cigarette. <laughs> right. So your kid's been talking to himself for three years. You haven't really noticed anything. Didn't think maybe that was something you might want to report, have examined, yeah. look into further. My husband mm. beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Purely accidental. Purely accidental. Yeah, and being <laughs> him drinking, of course, just wipes the slate clean. It's like and it what, didn't even happen because he was drunk. And what kid doesn't want to see if their fucking like infant son's arm is like a kettlebell and how fast they can get it off the floor like it's like some sort of episode of Zumba, you know? Like woo What a good. Yep. Except it's a child. That's great. Yeah, I think oh, that, hate it when that happens. Oh, that nervous smile kills me. Just that <laughs> the, poor and you woman. Can see the doctor is plainly horrified. Uh huh. This is a woman being gaslit by a by an abuser who's just like, mm -hmm. "It's fine. Everything's okay." Closing day. He's so happy to be in the car with his family. Yeah, he's really just a scintillating conversationalist, Jack. Tough shit. What a humanitarian. <laughs> How long is that, Mom? About another eight hours. <laughs> yeah. What a thing to casually bring up in front of your tiny child. Hey, isn't this where the Donner Party was? <laughs> right. Oh my god. They're in the middle of talking about cannibalism, and all I can think about is that that child is not wearing a seatbelt. If they hit a curve wrong, he's gonna fly straight through the, through the glass. My god. Yes, son, like you and mommy do my hopes and dreams. What channels are you sitting your kid down in front of? Right. Yeah, maybe you guys should just play with the kid instead? No? No, nah, no. Nah. Maybe, uh, you know, 
closely watch what they're watching. Do you think Jack mm-hmm. has played with a child in his life ever? No. 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 Where is the hedge maze? I love this outfit that Ullman is wearing. It's like 80s disco. Holy shit. Look at that. The leather jacket, the rolled up sleeves. Mr. Kennedy is gone. The ladies man is here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I too love to read an issue of Playgirl before my interview. (laughs) I suppose it's not an interview anymore, but still the, the positive first impression I love to make. can't stop putting food long enough in his mouth long enough to like complete a sentence no you can tell some places bougie when they have names for all the rooms that's true (laughs) yeah because he would know Mm-hmm. He seems like the kind of guy that takes an, an interest in native arts and whether or not they're authentic or not. Of course. A scholar, really. Hmm. You know, most people have forgotten what a jet set was, so it couldn't really have been that relevant, eh? <laughs> All the best people. Oh my god, yeah, of course... Leave your child unsupervised with darts. Like, I know it's a different time, but that's like, yeah, let's just leave him with the knife block and let him throw him. Look, the kid needs to develop his skills based upon who his parents are. By winning darts, he might actually be able to get into gambling and and actually earn his food. So I don't really, like, blame him at this point. Oh, hey, kiddos. You know, say what they want. I know they're creepy, but I would still wear those dresses. They're cute as hell. I'd be like, I'm Danny. (laughs) No introductions necessary. Right. Hey, where are you going? And see, this is why it's important to learn to talk to girls. I don't think Danny knows how to talk to anyone, as this movie clearly exhibits. He can talk to his finger. (laughs) Okay, Tony only. Well, let Tony make the, the introductions. It'd be great. Wow. That wallpaper! Oh my mm-hmm. god. Yeah. Reminds me of a story by Charlotte Perkins Gilman called The <laughs> Yellow Wallpaper. So. Uh-huh. And I will have to have to yellow pulp wallpaper a room in my house one day. This was the best room they could give them? Mm-hmm. Oh, clearly they're not giving the help the best room. They're just right. giving them the a room. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Comforting. Somehow I doubt that, but okay. Yeah, you have the rest of the hotel to move around in, but none of the nice rooms. (laughs) Right. This is our hedge maze. It appeared magically in in front of Mm -hmm. our hotel. Really? The hedge is as old as the hotel itself? What was it before it became a maze? (laughs) 
Oh, I do love a hedge maze, though. They're exactly the kind of pastoral luxury that I crave. Very respectful. Of course you have to fucking include Indian burial ground, as if this movie didn't have enough tropes in it. And they had to repel a few. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, clearly we've broken that habit after hundreds and hundreds of years. Standing rock. <clears throat> oh my god. Mm-hmm. There's no more tired and dumb trope than Indian burial mm. ground. <laughs> Me too, Shelley. Oh Me God. too. It's like it was written in the stars, honey. I can already see what Jack's thinking. Baby, this is going to be a great room for me to ignore you in. <laughs> I think that's been his thought about every room he's walked through in the entire hotel. Pretty much. Uh huh. It's my man! Oh, Mr. Halloran. Ben Sherman Carruthers. Okay, who is the man in the turtleneck, and why is he just present for this whole movie for no reason? His character adds nothing. He has said maybe one thing. Mm hmm. He's basically Almond Skimp. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen this this scene where, like, this woman picks him up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was she doing alone with with him for that time? Oh, that's oh, that's the secretary, Susie, from earlier. Interesting. <laughs> oh. Oh yes, let's show the woman to the kitchen because clearly right. only she will be using it. You absolute motherfuckers! Except not you, Mister Halloran. No, actually, You're I think great. that Mister Halloran just wants Jack to starve. To be honest, <laughs> I'm going to show you where the kitchen is, and you can decide mm-hmm. whether or not you show your husband where the kitchen is later. Love it. Again, another person where it might have been a good idea to have immediately said, "Hey, kiddo, maybe you shouldn't stay here." <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, I should hope so. Right. God, though, I'm, now I'm looking at these big industrial mixers, and I'm like, imagine the batch of cinnamon rolls I could make with that. <laughs> I'm thinking about how many people you could have disappear into the meat grinder, and, and how long it's going to take for a pound to process. <laughs> a little hamburger surprise. Oh my god. Also, why is nothing labeled? It's just anonymous right. hunks of wrapped meat. We hope you can tell your animal by shape and, and cut. <laughs> Everything is better in ketchup, Doc. That's right. Some rules from me eating at age five have really held over. <laughs> I love this. How do you know we call him Doc? I didn't till you told me. Totally non-suspicious. Right. I've been looking around the hotel watching your kid, okay? Give me some slack. I'll just cover my my slip-up with a Bugs Bunny impression. Right. That should do it. Very smooth. (laughs) 
Like, God damn it, who left the radiator on high? Yeah. Minced clams? He's standing in front of a box of minced clams? Who wants minced clams in their pantry? That's and a lot of Kool Aid. Canned goods. <laughs> I love how they make ice cream spooky. It's like the nicest moment in this movie. It's this is the gentlest anyone is, and they're like spooky music. <laughs> oh my god! That was a poop joke. Yep. Mr. Halloran does not give a fuck. He's going to talk about his poop whenever he wants to. <laughs> Jack's like, I don't care what you do with my son so long as you take him away from me. No, but I just, I love Mr. Halloran, a shining light in this movie. He's, like, asking parental c consent for things. Other woman just walks in hand in hand with a strange child she found wandering the halls. <laughs> I believe this belongs to you. <laughs> Another iconic outfit. <laughs> everyone, wants to, everyone wants to make, like, a tree and get the fuck out of this hotel for some strange reason. Also, Gee, may I what just point be? out... This is technically Halloween. This kid is spending Halloween inside of the Overlook Hotel. Like, don't you think this should have been the supernatural moment for the kid? I love how the kid's got his best poker face on. Yeah, he really got his gift for Gab from his father. <laughs> That's fascinating how much more chocolate ice cream and french fries you got. <laughs> I'm telling you, this conversation would have gone so much faster if he just brought like four more trays of french fries. This kid would have mm -hmm. opened up. I mean, same. I do the same thing. Oh, me too. So yeah, I'm still not seeing ice cream here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he looks at him. Yeah. This child is terrifying, but also like a whole ass mood. <laughs> My useless fucking finger. That's who tells me I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. A really, really bad consultant. Oh my god, that that line delivery was just blows <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> how the hell like hopefully Stanley Kubrick was nice to children, but like how did he make them do hundreds of takes of every other scene in this movie, but then let this child get away with <laughs> for all of his lines? Well, the kid is adorable. Um, I'll be honest, even though he is doing that, I, I'd let him get away with pretty much everything. So even this moment, I don't. I wouldn't want to hammer on him. Although, 
when I was watching Kubrick work on with him in the documentary, I actually did think he was a little too hard on the kid when he was when he was like having him run through his scenes. But um, you know, mm. yeah. I love his thinking face. <laughs> Why are you so interested in this child remembering a horrifying memory? How is that going to assist him here? It's because they shine, Mona. They shine. They're communing their spirits. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Chernobyl? yeah i assume they're not talking about shining like the eiffel tower or like the empire state building with pretty lights but that would be nice i actually thought of the las vegas strip but yeah (laughs) yeah your visions are a little more neon hmm Is that like when my dad eats too many beans, or... Oh, God. (laughs) Kid's like, I never burnt toast. (laughs) It's like, you think I used the toaster? (laughs) Right. I mean, as a child, I was using a toaster long before I was playing darts, so his scale is probably (laughs) very different than mine. I think so, too. He's probably using a toaster as a fetus. (laughs) you don't say a lot of vague things that i will not not expound upon good right really well that's pretty fucking specific tony how did you get to that what Call in bullshit there. Yeah, just just lie to the kid. That'll definitely be a productive strategy for dealing with a curious child. Very good. We'll have no negative repercussions in the long term. I keep thinking maybe Tony's using mind control on fucking Dick here. Like maybe that's what it is. (laughs) Okay, I'm totally checking that room out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, immediately. Immediately. This is like. Oh, one of my favorite terrible stories from my childhood was uh, one time I was visiting my grandparents' house and uh, went up to their bedroom to grab something. And then I looked behind their headboard and saw a big red button. Of course I pushed it. And then the cops came because it was their burglar panic button. Um, The only time I've ever seen my grandfather be truly angry at me. Um, But but this is like, you just gave Danny the biggest red button in the world. And we're like, don't push it. Don't push it. This part of it must have been great for the kid. I know. I love this. Like, I am having so many childhood flashbacks of me riding my big wheel tricycle just around the bottom floor of my house. If I had this space to deal with, whew, the laps I would have done. I just had, like, a Walkman on, 80s music, like, racing, like, Miami <laughs> Vice. Yeah, I would start drifting on the corners. Right. 
And now here she is, everyone, the wife that this man does not deserve. Okay, nobody deserves her, but especially not him. Especially Look at her in her him. cute pastel robe, her little updo, bringing the full tray. I always found it amazing that in this film, all the things that Cooper changed from the book, mm-hmm. he decided to keep a Stovington Eagles t-shirt in just for Jack. And Stovington is the the school that he was fired from for beating the shit out of a student just to hammer home that this was the one thing about the character that he was keeping the same. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What have you been doing while you're staying up too late, Jack? I'm actually genuinely curious. There was no internet porn at the time. <laughs> it's not like he was fucking writing or doing anything useful. He's so just having what deep was thoughts. he doing at night? Deep I mean, thoughts. Like, yeah. See, what I'm wondering is where the hell they're getting fresh eggs from. Right. I'm running out of eggs so fast in my, like, month of quarantine. <laughs> A wonderful, supportive, lovely woman. <sighs> yeah. Nothing quite like a snarky comeback. He's, she's just trying to be positive in this hellish situation. She's trying to be positive for her loser husband who is just snapping back at her. Oh, and she's so cute. She's, she's so cute. I just want to give her a hug. Oh, baby well. girl. Oh, baby girl, no. <laughs> Honey, the fact that you've abandoned that impulse kind of scares the shit out of me. The fact that you still think that it, that it's like, okay... Kind of makes me scared for you. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I got a better idea. Why don't you get out of bed and start writing that shit down? Oh, look, I think that's the one and only moment in the entire movie that we see them actually be kind of nice and smile at each other. Yeah. Okay, I keep a Spaldine in my office, for, and it is exactly inspired from this moment. For those who do not know me, I keep a lot of things in my office that are very Overlook Hotel inspired. <laughs> but the reason why I keep my ball here and the reason why I keep my Jack Torrance is because he is the exact opposite of the person I want to be. And whenever I mm-hmm. look at that ball, it's actually a, like a please don't jerk off, please sit back down at the desk and keep writing kind of instrument for me. So it's like a little memento. Yeah. What would I give for a hedge maze? I love it. I know, right? You could, and you know what? It probably wouldn't take terribly long to build something like that because they did build that for the set in England. But mm. like, it would probably you could probably like charge fit, you know, charge admission and everything else. You could probably like run your own hedge maze. Wow. A lot of things are coming back with this virus that are that are like sort of old timey. Like here True. in town, we have a lot of we have a lot of drive-in movie theaters that are popping back up. I think that's very positive. I love drive-in movie theaters. Yeah. Um, you know, like I always think like a hedge maze would be an amazing thing to have. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I am a sucker for a corn maze, but stick me in a hedge maze, a verdant and green. Oh, even yeah. better. Oh, I spent the first time watching this movie being utterly tortured by all these little alcoves being like, what the hell is in there? What right. are they? It's lights. It's just it's lights. It was not an interesting lives. answer, but. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's a bigger version of the wood beast from Flash Gordon. It lives down there. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not where your typewriter is, asshole. Get the fuck back there. 
This man acts more like a child than the child does. I know. And now through some sort of weird fucking ice queen fantasy powers, he's going to look down at the hedge maze and he is going to see his wife and child playing down there because this is some sort of weird fucking MacGuffin to move the plot along. And I have no idea why it was placed there at all. Yeah, It's like a weird God complex moment for him. Mm hmm. You know what I like about this hedge maze, too, is that nowhere do they insinuate that there is a different exit. It's not like there's a goal, right. like, come in here, get out there. You only see one way in and out. It's just go in and get lost. Right. Like, like a timeshare. So, in a way, it's a very good, a very good metaphor for a hotel. And with this suspenseful music, I know. we get to the next title. I know, there's just Boom, there's such a gift for uh, taking a moment that could have been nice and just adding that score in to remind you, oh no, there are no nice things here. Right. These puffy sleeves, that giant Damn. fruit cocktail. You know, I had been doing really well on uh, not having the impulse to give myself bangs during quarantine, but rewatching this, I'm looking at her and being like, maybe I should cut myself some bangs. <laughs> yeah, because we know it never snows in Colorado on a ski lodge. <laughs> never. You know, I know that this carpet has become so iconic in its own right now, but I just honestly think it's such a pretty pattern. I love that color scheme. Like, mm. this place has some rad decor. Yeah, it's definitely, it's got its own chic now. Oh, that does remind me, though. Have you seen the Instagram that's just all hotel carpets collected from around the world? No. Fucking Hold delightful. On. If you ever, like, want a weird rabbit hole to go down... I forget the exact name of the Instagram, but it's something just like hotel carpets. And it's just a collection of hotel carpets from all over the globe. It's a fun little textile rabbit hole. Danny, just open the door, bro. Push the big red button. It's going to be so great. You're going to love it. so much fun when you're in there. Ah, Come on, Danny. That's right, bro. He's super scared. Mr. Halloran was so scared of it that it's got to be something really fun. He dresses the way I did as a kid. It really blows me away. <laughs> Except I didn't have the Salvatore Ferragamo collar coming over my Oshkosh and my sweater. Yeah. I just had the sweater and the Oshkosh like a Mario brother with mm-hmm. some chucks. So. See, it's funny because like this is how he dresses as a child. And I'm looking at him like, this is how I want to dress now as an adult. Give me a cozy <laughs> sweater and some overalls. Hell yeah. That's right. It's like maybe the girls are in there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe See, I could have it's, one it's friend in this hellish he, he place. He doesn't know what to say to the girls, so he just he just drives off. I love how he rolls the little. I know. Down. I was just gonna say that. He's like, let me give myself a head start. Vroom. <laughs> like... Somebody should rescore this movie with an '80s music, like synth music. And... Oh my god! Yes. If I had any money, I would bankroll that. Yeah. Oh look, the writer is actually writing. Yeah. 
How, Moner, as as a writer, how accurate would you say this is to the writer's experience? Which part? The all of it, all of it. I mean, the seclusion. I mean, the nature of being a writer is a solitary job. Um, but I don't think I would really be able to work with the fucking clapping of that typewriter in that room. <laughs> I just. I, I take it you're you're not a fan of a mechanical keyboard. No, not at all. No. <laughs> I, I respect those who are, though. It's 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 a preference thing. Yeah. Oh, I loved that little musical spike as he yanked the paper out of the typewriter. Right. He seems to really want to talk to his wife. Oh, my God. This poor, lonely woman just trying to start a conversation with a man who is supposed to be her best friend. And he's a patronizing ass. Hmm. My wife would never have had that response. My wife would have put my face into that keyboard. <laughs> no. Yeah, if I have to, to tell you don't be so grouchy, mm, that conversation is not going to go well. <laughs> Shove them up my ass? I mean, really. Cause... Here I am offering to bring you things to help you. And he's like, fuck off, bitch. <laughs> Oh, really, Andrew Lloyd Webber? That's great. Yeah. Some people were really just meant to be alone. Again, wife would have pulled the chair out from under my ass, started banging me over the head with the chair. (laughs) And this is why I love your wife. Yeah, guys, if I ever catch you doing that with your girlfriend, and I don't care where the writing retreat is, your face is going into that table. I'm just letting you know from here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't let me catch you doing that with your wife. Sweet angel, Wendy does not deserve this. Wendy deserves the world, and instead she gets this piece of garbage. Hmm. Oh, Wendy. With her giant she red boots. so much better. Like Paddington Bear. Yes. Yes. A wayfish Paddington Bear. Hmm. Oh, where was I? Uh, work and no play. Mm-hmm. Being just incredibly productive. Yeah, he Such really needed to be an ass to justify all of the work he's getting done. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Trying to be a good mom. Trying to hang out with her kid. And what's the uh, what's the Pulitzer winner doing here? Let's see what he's doing. Is he working at the typewriter? No, he's drooling on a fucking cardigan. No, he's just being a creep. It's a uh, really nice sweater, and he does he, not deserve it. No. He wants to see how much he can drool on a fucking cardigan turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always complains. They're like, there was no topiary animal in this film. Yes, there fucking was. <laughs> Now it's staring at the goddamn window. It's a jackass that's staring at a window. There's a topiary animal. Happy? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, just nothing nothing like that moment to really show you just what a good, wholesome dad he is, you know? In his downtime, thinking about his family. Mm. <laughs> and what they look like is chili. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to the Donner party. Clickety, clickety, clack, clack, clack.
<laughs> is there anybody out there, anybody at all, who I can not. talk to? A hotline. No. God, this fucking jacket, though. What a fashion icon. This yeah. woman... Okay, I have been in, again, isolation for like a month. I am lucky if I put pants on. She is coming out with full fashion fits, looking amazing. Yeah, we should all be so lucky. It really does. It's 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 a Wes Anderson wardrobe in the yeah. worst situation possible. Yes! Yeah, seriously, if you just like played the non-terrifying parts of this movie and set it to a Wes Anderson soundtrack, be this amazing. could be such a different experience. Oh, come on, don't leave her hanging. You guys have nothing better to do. I either. know. She's just so excited to talk to someone. By just fine, you mean in, in incredible danger and stuck with the biggest dipshit imaginable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the most sad conversation I've ever heard. Where you just maybe you have a conversation else. with a lonely woman trapped in the snow. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, so what are you interested in? I'm interested in stuff. Are you interested in stuff? Let's talk about stuff and let's not hang up the phone. Oh my god, just like have some human decency. I still think about uh, one time I was on the phone with Amazon customer service because part of my Whole Foods delivery was missing. Mm. That lovely man, Martin, in South Africa, he talked to me for like half an hour about grocery deliveries and what it's like being in New York City. And I'm just like, this was lovely. I had a great time. And this man sitting in the snow in the police station doing nothing can't bother to put together four minutes of conversation for poor Wendy. <gasps> now here are the sympath- scintillating conversationalists. Women taking the initiative. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Not sure They're how to talk on to Bumble. girls yet. I want to, but I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at that face, I'm not sure he wants to. No, he's just intimidated. <laughs> Whoa. Are you oh, okay. sure? Now he might have changed his. Are you now sure? Ch- yeah, now he changed his mind. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you left some shit out, bro. <laughs> I love that that bloody scene is one of the only things that in this movie they did in one take, just because they didn't have extra dresses for these girls. <laughs> they were like, once we get blood on them, it's done. Which seems like such an odd thing, as it like as a former costume person, I'm just like ha. How did you only get two of the most iconic dress in the movie? This conversation is great. This is a great <laughs> conversation with my finger. <laughs> right now, I'd be going into the kitchen getting a butcher knife. Yeah, I'd be running yeah. for my mommy. I mean, T- not that she can do shit. Tony's but... so lucky. Ice cream is good. Eat your minced clams. I think you're full of shit, Tony. I don't think it's like pictures in a book. (laughs) I think it's scary as shit and I don't want to do it anymore. 
Yeah, the pictures in my book don't move. <laughs> right. Glad that the uh, the TV signal still works, even yeah. though the phone lines are down. And there's no fucking plug going into the TV, yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. It's a ghost TV set, attached to nothing, getting signal from who knows where. Completely normal in the Overlook Hotel. Or... <laughs> Ooh, marvelous donuts. Oh, I have fresh made donuts downstairs. I know exactly what I'm doing after we record this. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you know what your dad's like drunk. He's even scarier sober. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make any difference. He's a complete rage monster. Leave him alone. Yep. I should have killed him in his sleep years ago, but, you know, human decency and whatnot got in the way. Mm-hmm. This can only go well. Yeah, it'll be great when he breaks his fucking arm in the middle of the mountains where there are no doctors. Mm. Hope you know how to set a bone, Wendy. It's great when you have to sneak around and be afraid of your own father. That's always mm. a good sign for a healthy childhood. It's very precious, yes. There's nothing quite like feeling... It feels like... I would say, for children, it feels like you're walking around a big, angry bear, and you don't really want to wake it up. No. You're not even sure about how to step, how to move. Mm. No shit. Oh, look, there's Dad just drooling out the window again. I'm sure everything will be fine now. Oh, this is such a beautifully framed scene, though, with the archway mm. of that door and the arch of the mirror. Oh, gorgeous. So you'll understand if I don't if I don't take your hand, Dad. Uh, last time that didn't go so well for me. Yeah, I'm just going to move real slow. Thank you. Right. No sudden movements, Dad. See? Not touching your papers. I love you, Dad. Please don't hurt me. Six foot radius. Let's follow quarantine rules at all time, Jack. <laughs> Dad, do you understand what social distancing is? I would love some social distancing right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, he looks so comforted by that hug. No, he doesn't. He looks terrified beyond words. Mm -hmm. like... Badly. Only badly. <laughs> everything is bad. Dad, well, can you not see that? Fine until I had the stupid idea to get my fire truck, and now I'm here being held by the devil himself, so. He still looks so threatening. Oh, my God. That's Jack's gift. He can look scary 24-7. He can even look yeah. scary in his sleep. Yeah, you can also clearly see that he is not putting any effort into his quarantine outfits. No. <laughs> if he had a t-shirt, it would say, I don't give a fuck. Truly. You're tired, Jack, are you? Hmm? Got too much to do, Jack? <laughs> I'm just so busy all the yeah. time. I love it when artists tell me shit like that. <laughs> really busy, Jack? 
It's okay. Should have left him with me for six months. He'd have two novels. I mean, he wouldn't have any fingernails or toenails, but he'd mm-hmm. have two novels. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is only whatever you want, Dad. Yep. Please do not break my frail little body. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure you do. Well, Dad, when you talk like that, it makes me wonder why you want me to like it here. It makes me like it a little less here. You know, it's funny, Dad. I met some girls who said something similar a couple of minutes ago. I think he would. <laughs> Ask me that as a multiple choice question. <laughs> Can't really yes or no that, son. Maybe with probabilities. <laughs> It's amazing how fast he managed to turn this around and blame his wife for it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Notice how he never said no. I mean, he did say I'd never hurt you, but that's it just seems like hyperbole at this point, Jack. When he says, I love you, it feels like when a drug dealer says, like, you're in the clear before he pops you in the back of the head. <laughs> sure. The most trustworthy face on earth. Yeah, just shake him more until he agrees. <laughs> a big, toothy smile. That's a great point. I didn't think about how the... the this, uh the rug basically has like little roads built in for you to drive your cars around on yeah like a moon landing (laughs) anybody wants to learn more about that shit can go watch the documentary room 237 (laughs) but i uh, will say watch the hexagons kid watch the hexagons presto changeo they close oh (laughs) yeah while i I clearly put no stock in the uh, moon landing theories i will say if anybody can tell me where to get this sweater i will owe you (laughs) because my god (laughs) what a look i hear people do that online though i think that that's actually a possibility yeah i mean honestly i could just knit it myself it's not a challenging one but do i want to put that time into it it looks like he knitted it himself to be perfectly honest true this is true self-sufficient young man Hey, if he was knitting, that would be great. I think this I like could change this whole mom, course of the movie. Mom and not dad. <laughs> of course like, not. Please don't be dad. No. Also, let me just say, if mom does not answer you, then get the hell out of Dodge. That is rule number one of being a child. If mom does not answer, then go find mom. Do not go into the room. <laughs> yeah, let's just go inside, kid. Also fun how all of the lights are on, given they were like, yeah, we just turn off, like, the electricity and the heat to all of the other rooms. Another thing, isn't this the prick's job? What is she doing uh, administering the boiler? Isn't She does everything in this job? house. Right. <laughs> yeah, also, like, Jesus Christ, major props to Wendy, who has walked into this big place, learned how to use the industrial kitchen, used learned how to use the phone switchboard, learned how to use the radio system, learned how to run the boiler room. She does everything. Waiting for her her husband to deliver the next bestseller. <laughs> mhm.
God damn it, laying down on the job again. Yeah, it's, I mean, he was getting just so much writing done, he was exhausted, I'm sure. He's dreaming about how Heath Ledger is going to be a better Joker than he is. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. I pissed myself. I drooled so much. He just looked (laughs) revulsed by his own wife. (laughs) He looks disappointed. Mm Mm-hmm. Nightmare? You sure? Dream or nightmare? Just once again, I would also wear this outfit that Shelly Duvall is wearing. I just want to wear everything (laughs) that Shelly Duvall is wearing. (laughs) And of course, do not want to wear Jack's outfit because his taste, where is it? Nowhere. He's like, I didn't just kill you. I chopped you up into little pieces. Did you orgasm? Is that why you woke up? I mean, because what we're getting out of you so far is that you don't like your wife and kids. Oh, my God. This woman, he's like, yeah, I just chopped you up. And she's like, here, honey, it's okay. It's okay. I'll make you a sandwich in the meantime. Yeah, I would normally say that making a sandwich isn't a cure-all. But for me, I really think it is. I think most of my problems could be cured if you handed me a sandwich. Mm, yeah, but not the dislocated shoulder part, I don't think. Perhaps not. Mm. Yeah, somehow I'm less inclined to believe that. Yeah, if you have to scream everything is okay really loud, I think that already like undercuts your own point. Mm. Yeah, and clearly everything is not okay for that child with his sweater all torn up just hanging there. Then he has also not had a really good time. Uh, it looks like strangulation marks on his throat. Mm-hmm. And his sweater's torn. His perfect little sweater. Now he is totally traumatized. Poor kid. Yeah. And she looks over and put, starts to put one and one together. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate it. I didn't think about it the first time, but like... And I think it's this scene that they switched in a like a mannequin body double mm-hmm. for for yeah. Danny so that he didn't have to hear all this. Sweet kid didn't know he was shooting a horror movie and that's how it should be. I love how he looks like a dog that like looks up innocently when it shit itself or like shits the like, floor. What? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And he's like, he's sitting there. One plus one plus one equals three. One plus one plus one equals... Eight? <laughs> Yeah, you do that arm jerky event thing, because mm-hmm. clearly you're the victim here, Jack. That's right. Yeah, this no is respect. exactly the kind of male fragility that results in teenage boys punching holes through their drywall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's this same energy. It's the pretending to be tough instead of actually being tough. 
It's so nice that they kept the sign up for the gold room to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. Here is the gold room. Would you like to see tonight's acts? <laughs> I actually thought it was kind of like a reminder of, by the way, you can't get any alcohol here. <laughs> yeah, that too. So like, remember how there was a bar here and it's empty now? Mm-hmm. That means you. And I think that this is probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. And I think that this is, you know, most other people's favorite part of this movie. Yeah. Before we really get into it, I will say, I'm pretty sure I've been to a sauna like this once where everything Mm -hmm. was covered in gold. It was a much smaller scale, but I also think I ended up significantly less traumatized than Jack did. So I'm going (laughs) to stick with my sauna. (sighs) I'd do anything for a drink. That's what you need at a time like this when your son's been abused. Do you mm-hmm. need to comfort your child, wife and child? No, you no. need alcohol. Uh, addiction is a bitch. Mm-hmm. I care about my, my wife and child more than anything in the world, except, <laughs> oh, wait, my, my next drink. Lloyd. Lloyd's here. We have no idea who the fuck you are, where the fuck you come from, but you give us free alcohol, so we're happy to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... I would say that his sense of reality is slipping real quick, but I think it's become mm. abundantly apparent that he does not have a sense of reality and that there is to slip. He's starting from zero. <laughs> I love the way he words it. <laughs> And then just slaps his own ass to be like, my wallet. (laughs) When $40 could actually get you a bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. Ah, those are the days. That's how you know it's been 40 fucking years. Yeah. Lloyd's, like, nearly invisible eyebrows really make him look like he's just, like some kind of lizard or like an amphibian like i feel like he's a salamander i actually come away with a very diabolical kind of thing with the crimson in his in his garb Mm. this this sort of uh you know sort of funhouse look to his face reminds me a bit of what maybe what vincent price might have looked like had he worn the same sort of outfit it's Mm -hmm. very very strange looking very alien yeah absolutely yeah, I love that. I, I've always, I, every once in a while, consider just, I haven't so much considered shaving my eyebrows off, but I have considered bleaching them because I'm like, I want to know what I would look like in the, with that alien face, you know? Mm. Yeah, That's a no, healthy it attitude, said Wendy, buddy. you mean. <laughs> That's what Wendy would say. Wendy would say that. <laughs> yeah. I think he realizes he just sold his soul. <laughs> Does he have one to sell? Mm. <laughs> There's a Things fucking understatement of the century. And no shit. <laughs> you think it's bad now? Wait till you see your draft, kid. <laughs> I love that, how he taps the bar commandingly. Mm -hmm. Refill the glass. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that how you were taught to talk to people in regular society, Jack? That's That's nice. Fuck you, Lloyd! (laughs) (laughs) 
Obviously, Lloyd's never heard of a divorce attorney Ugh. before, but okay. No, ew, what the fuck? Gross. <laughs> Just what a nasty mentality. Hmm. Except the times that you did. <laughs> Except uh, when you did. Debatable, but okay. Except stop drinking. You know, maybe find a real job instead of finding odd jobs. I mean, the time you beat your son? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, that makes it totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were totally yeah. sorry about it afterwards. Yeah, when I murdered somebody by accident, I just went to the judge and said, oh, I totally didn't mean to stab him 57 times in the chest. And the judge was like, oh, if it was an accident, then just go home. It's fine. Seriously, if... If his writing here was any indication of what he was writing back at home, he developed he deserves double the sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank God Jack's here. Cause God knows he's been the one keeping everything together. He's like, there's a crazy woman shouting at me right here. <laughs> yeah, the appropriate reaction to seeing your wife in distress. <laughs> so sympathetic. <laughs> His face. So unimpressed. What a Again, sudden tone shift. If I had done that, my wife would have used the baseball bat and beaten the crap out of me at the bar. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, Dick Halloran's apartment. I just want to say, very interesting <laughs> setup for decorations. I've had a lot of friends who do this. It's always the quiet ones and the cheerful ones that have the amazing porn on the walls. And, uh, you know, kudos for them. Yeah. I think it's very tasteful. Um, mm-hmm. the, the color palette he's chosen. Yeah. Damn, this decor could go down in the record books. Like, <laughs> What do you want in your room? I want titties behind me and I want titties in front of me. I need to be able to turn any angle in the room and see boobs okay yeah. that's that's what i need boobs and great afros boobs and great afros <laughs> like look at I, that hair my god incredible mm-hmm. amazing i mean let's be real he picked some good photos like, he did And here it's like, am I having a stroke? Am I having a stroke? Am I, I having know. a stroke? 
I'm like, please don't die, Mr. Halloran. Right, seriously, you're the only one we really like in this film. I know. And he's sitting there, and he's taking it in, and he's like, oh god, something terrible is happening to that family. And I'm going to have to leave my paintings and go up there and sort that shit out now. I was having such a happy time here in Florida with my naked ladies. But again, I just want to point out at this point, Shining powers are really bullshit in this film. Because they don't really show you a whole hell of a lot. They just show you problems. No. And they don't show you anything specific. It is not useful at all. I mean, one could argue that maybe it's the distance that they're communicating over the country. In which case, maybe it's like a, you know, a T-Mobile connection as opposed to a Verizon connection. But like, you know, I still don't see how it's how it's useful uh, to only get, you know, part of the story before you start flying. Yeah. Wow. Again, this decor, like I don't love much about 70s design, but I'll be damned if they couldn't put together one hell of a color palette. I actually found this room incredibly creepy. I found this to be the murkiest green I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It really is. It reminds me out of something where, no, it's an institutional green. It reminds me of... Oh. And also, like, the purple and green specifically, that's mm-hmm. such a common trope in, like, villain colors. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there is, like, all the Disney villains, they're purple and green. If you go back, if you've ever been, ever been on Neopets, the evil fairy, purple and green. I mean, pretty much the only exception to that rule is Barney the Dinosaur, and <laughs> is that an exception? No. <laughs> and now, a naked woman. A naked woman who may have strangled your son. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do about it? You're going to stand there and leer at her. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. I'm going to find the woman who tried to murder my son. Oh, cancel that. She's hot. So I'm um, just going to get a boner instead. Actually, I was thinking it's like, oh, my God, it's a blonde. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. yeah, this would be the point where I'd be like, um, miss, first, you don't belong in the hotel. Second, uh, I'm going to need you to put some clothes on. Yeah, and also got a bath mat. My fucking son. She's getting water all over that floor. I mean, I would say she was, but she looks miraculously dry for having just stepped out of the tub. And then he's like, "Yeah, it's okay. My wife's gonna f- clean that floor later. It's gonna be fine." Oh my god. You know? He's so gross. He's so gross. Right. Even the ghost. Even the even the haggard ghost lady deserves better, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Oh, the slow creep forward. Mm. My name's Jack, and I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I love how she's just looking him over, just taking him in. Yeah. She's like, well, is this what I want? Definitely not, but, like, I guess it's better than nothing. Right. It's like, man, it has been many, many years since I've touched a man. And I can wait another 20 years now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, if I wasn't going to eat you after this, I would have said no. But, like, (laughs) I'm feeling a little peckish. Uh, Yeah. She's got a thing for asphyxiation. (laughs) Yeah, it is nice that she immediately starts with the hands on the throat. Mm-hmm think she would have done somebody a favor but no <laughs> this is the ultimate punked long yeah. before ashton kutcher 
<laughs> and she looks so dispassionate during the entire thing. No, no, she's had a good time a- afterward, though. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's a corpse, and dear God. Uh-huh. Ooh, you know, it's never good when children are goopy. That's a bad sign. No. I also love that for both the young naked lady and the old naked lady, this was the first and last role for both of them. Right. They were like, I was nude in a bathtub, I did what I came to do, and I don't ever need to act again. Right. <laughs> Well, she definitely made her mark on the industry, I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, she seems like she's having a great time. And he makes sure to lock the door. Yeah. But not take the key. Right. Our hero. But even in real life, you're telling me you couldn't take an old woman who is naked in a fight? I'm sorry. And people give Jack Torrance so much like, oh my god, he's so awesome. No, he's not. <laughs> he ran away from an old decaying woman in a fight. Come on. George if anybody Clooney, ever says the words of Jack Torrance is so awesome, I want to have some words with them. I'll get you all. I'll make sure that we that we we put that line in front of you that day. Oh <laughs> so my you, god. So you can talk some sense into the young people. <laughs> I'm starting a fight club. It's me against everyone else. <laughs> right. This is Axis, and she'll be kicking your ass this evening. <laughs> Again, amazing outfit. Yeah, absolutely. She's just layered more sweaters over an already iconic outfit. You can tell they're not paying a lot for heating here. Nothing at all! I just tried to pork a naked lady, then snogged a corpse, and here we are. <laughs> I'm even more of a piece of shit than I thought I was three hours ago. Just a naked woman. Just two naked women. (laughs) Or perhaps one separated by decades. Yeah, I'm a little bit doubtful about that, but okay. God, imagine sleeping next to that man tonight. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I've always said Jack Torrance is, is the... I always keep a Funko Pop of Jack Torrance on my desk. I always have him staring at me because he is the exact opposite of everything I would want to be. He's mm-hmm. a terrible father, a terrible author, and a terrible husband. Yeah, keeping high standards for himself, he is. Mm. Don't you fucking say it. You absolute <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah, he managed to grow his hands up to like fucking Mickey Mouse size and choke himself out. Yeah, yeah, a toddler is definitely going to fucking choke himself out. That's what he does for fun. I mean, if that was my dad, I'd consider it, but yeah. Oh my god. Really? There's no other explanation? You gaslighting motherfucker. Hmm. Except with black and blue marks. Mm-hmm. 
I love how he is. He, how Tony is now showing him even more helpful things to help him recuperate. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Danny, want to see some even more cool shit, brother? <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, dude. Guess guess what? I'm getting better. You want to see some more? Look! Isn't it fun? <laughs> right now, your mom and dad are having a very intense conversation, and your dad is going to want to kill you. Surprise! Happy birthday! Yeah. yeah. And Wendy has said the most logical thing in the entire movie. Like, hey, why don't we just leave? Yeah, create a problem. Mm. My child has emerged strangled, and I have created a problem. You are the only other real suspect in the hotel, Jack. Oh, Wendy, take that child and run for the fucking hills, because you Seriously, don't deserve anybody this. anybody else would be better. Any other like, creature would have been better. Oh my god, just leave him, get out. I just want Wendy to have a support system. Like, can Wendy have one friend? Well, technically it was the radio. Yeah, remember when? Mm. And he's smiling because he knows he's not going to be the one that cleans it up. Because he's a complete piece of shit. Do you think he's ever cleaned anything in any of their homes ever? No. No. God, this hotel really has a lot of, like, big driftwood. Just a lot of big driftwood. I mean, there was a moose head on the wall, too. Oh, of course. Every good lodge needs one. Hmm. And about three swimming pools filled with blood. <laughs> so Somewhere flowing around the hotel. I love this conversation. This is another great conversation. Mm-hmm. Once like again, the, He's got like Mr. the 50s Heron's Batman decor. phone that he's calling up. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got like a fish and some kind of, what is that, antelope thing? Mm-hmm. He's got... All sorts of plants. This man, he's got it going on. He knows how to live. Also, just the coolest pajamas. Mm. Not really the wording I would have used. I would have been like, hey, um, you know, this dad was a complete asshole and uh S O S S O S Right. Back to the gold room, because we know only good things happen in the gold room. I mean, honestly for him it's alcoholism and forgetting that his family exists. So in a way that's good for him because it's good for them, because it means he forgets about them. So, Did they have this much tinsel in the 1920s? Yes. Wow. What's really cool about this scene is that Kubrick actually had all of them mouth their lines. He he, none of them was actually speaking. They used like white noise for the for the background, and he had them all mouthing. Of course. To make it extra creepy and ghostly, which I think he I think he really does achieve. Yeah. yeah. He counted the seconds. Mm-hmm. 
things that I would not know what they meant if somebody said to me. <laughs> Lloyd really should have been like, you're the only person in the hotel who, whose order I have to remember anymore. Yeah. Free alcohol prick. <laughs> Drinky downy. Yeah, instead he chooses to take it as an insult because his masculinity is so fragile. It's I like, mean, what, my money? You're looking a gift horse in the mouth. He is a complete and utter loser. I know. It's like, he will take anything as an affront. You can mm. come up into him and be like, Jack, I think you're so great. And he's like, me? You think I'm so great? I'd like to know who's paying for my drinks, you... Weren't asking about it last time. No. Nope. <laughs> he has to, pro like, the Grinch. His smile just, like, crawls yeah. back across his face. Truly. Yeah, I think, I feel like Jim Carrey in The Grinch is perhaps the only other person who can capture the same range of expression as his eyebrows. Yeah, but Jim is likable. Yeah. <clears throat> A kind man, unlike, Bang. unlike this uh -oh. one. And the worst part is, you might have gotten something in my booze. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd have been so much... I was like, fuck the jacket. My wife's going to clean the jacket. But the alcohol, the alcohol I needed, bro. Yeah, I'll just... Clearly, I'll just abuse my wife more if she can't clean my jacket the right way. Right. I love how he pretends to care and then fucking smears yep. it on the back of his yep. jacket. Oh my god. It's amazing this how bullshit is a language in and of itself. Oh my god, this bathroom. Look mm. at it. I love this moment, too. Grady. Grady. Why does that sound familiar? Mm. Mm, you mean like axe murderer Grady? I love that also this is the moment that it takes to tip him off that something might be odd. Right. Like walking into the, the full 1920s party. Like, that's fine. Totally chill for Jack. But don't Grady. I love how he's staring at him. Yep, no, that's that motherfucker there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally coming off now. Did you once live the dream of killing your wife and children? Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. not lie. That's exactly yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> This scene just has such incredibly menacing energy. So mm -hmm. foreboding. Stacked in a closet somewhere? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love his face. Like he's figured out the fucking riddle of the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, do you now? He's so fucking smug about it. Mm. So now, nah, bro, that was my twin. <laughs> he really looks like he like won a prize on a game show. This poor man. And Grady is just like, of uh, all the nope. schmucks I have to work with, I have to work with you. Yeah, this is I feel like, bad for Grady. Absolutely. This is like the customer service person's dilemma where you're like, well, I can't tell the customer they're wrong, but also nobody has ever been so wrong. <laughs> and that's also like, this This is like the worst customer for the customer service. It's the last guy uh-huh. this guy wants to work with. He has yep. nothing in common with this man whatsoever. He doesn't enjoy his company whatsoever. Yeah, I've I've dealt with some of these, mm. and it's never good. I think we all have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like how many times in here have I been like, is it buffering? Is it frozen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, theoretically, he's standing by himself in a bathroom. You know, either having a stroke or, you know, having a psychotic episode or actually speaking to a ghost. So, however, that communication process takes place, you know. Yeah, it's all fun possibilities. It could also be the alcohol (laughs) buffering. There it is. We've got (laughs) toxic masculinity, sexism, and racism. It's like the hellish holy trifecta. Yeah, of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, God. Yep, there it is. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I will kick his ass. Oh, wait, I already did that. I also like that he's so threatened by this. He still has no idea what his talent is, but he's like, without asking me. Right. (laughs) Having watched... Danny for admittedly, you know, an hour and a half. Willful? Not one of the words I would use to describe him. Right. Incredibly silent. Milk toast. Has nothing going on except Tony. Oh my god, blame her for everything, why don't you? Always blame the mother. She interferes. Yeah, I I love that that's, like, such classic, like, abusive father logic. Like, if my kid doesn't like me, oh, it must be the mom's fault. It couldn't be anything that I did. (laughs) And by a bit more, you mean murder in the first degree, second degree, third degree. Mm -hmm. And you want it to splatter all over the place as much as possible. Yeah, he wants front row at SeaWorld. (laughs) 
What did the other girl do wrong if only one of them stole the pack of matches? <laughs> they're twins. Clearly anything still... one does, no, they're the other is complicit ten. in. They're eight and ten. That's what blows me away about it. Oh, they're yeah. not twins. Also true. They just look like they're twins. This does explain why one is taller. I think their mom just wanted twins. Maybe he killed them because they weren't twins when he wanted them to be twins. <laughs> Maybe that's why he dressed them that way. Yeah. Honestly, that makes it even weirder. Like, I think it's weird when people dress twins the same. Like, it's like you're robbing children of their own identity. But then when mm -hmm. you have children that aren't twins and you still dress them the same. I don't know. I can't tell if that's better or worse. Worse. Would you really want a partner look with your sibling at any age? Not really, no. Mm. Like, when we're adults and fashion bloggers and it's cool, then sure. But as a child, no. And she has to go over with herself how she's going to get herself out of this bad situation. Uh-huh. Wendy is a fucking hero. Like, my god totally on her own trying to make a situation better no support trying to save herself and her child and danny's now in parakeet mode yeah and her child is disturbing as hell hmm. red rum my eyes are open honey i mean that hasn't stopped him from passing the fuck out before hmm Maybe that was Tony's plan the whole time. Maybe Danny wanted the family up here so he could try killing them himself. Maybe he took over Danny's body so that he could try taking everyone out. He just needed Danny to be spooked out enough. Oh, I don't know. I think at this point I'm more willing to cling to Tony as a, as a last, like, last-ditch effort at some kind of friend. Like, not a friend, <laughs> but like... Uh, like a really incompetent sidekick? At least less bad than everyone else. Seriously, Danny, she can't be alone in this situation. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's not disturbing at all. Yeah, just more and more comforting for poor Wendy. <sighs> and Jack's basically resigned himself to do what needs to be done now. Mm-hmm. Although if I was Wendy, I would have already been down at that radio the minute that he walked off. Mm-hmm. I also would have been armed. Yeah, but that's... Their rooms seem to be the only doors she can reliably lock, so I understand not wanting to leave those either. Mm. God knows what was waiting in any of the other rooms. Because we basically go on to a narrative where it's not, you know, it's not a joke. The hotel really is haunted. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. The hotel wants them. The hotel wants to eat them. The hotel wants to absorb them, keep them. So, you know, all jokes aside, it's it is a terrifying prospect. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Halloran. 
Yeah, and then it all started, all of a sudden just clicked out. <laughs> Dick's like, they're screwed. I have to go up uh-huh. there myself. Mr. Halloran knows. <laughs> Although there's a lot between here and Dr. Sleep where I, I kind of have so many questions now. Because yeah. at this point, I'm always wondering, like, well, where was the true knot at this point? Where If there were other people who were like that, where were they? Right? Mm-hmm. Because they would have totally used that situation to go and get some serious steam. True. What a fucking hero trying to come save the day. In his suit and tie on this really nice plane. What a man. That woman's teeny tiny ponytail. Just the smallest ponytail. Oh good, he's back at writing. Turning out so much productive content. Better he's doing that than anything else. I mean, at least the writing keeps his fingers busy, which keeps him from doing anything dangerous. Yeah. There's tiny points of comfort you can find in a terrible time. Hmm. Boy, that's Uh, exactly the proper conditions to land a plane in. Sunny and beautiful Colorado. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I like the cold more than most people I know. And even I think Florida looks pretty damn nice compared to all of that. (laughs) Durkins. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's this guy who, you know, has this 30-second scene... That he's, mm-hmm. I think he's the one who loved chess so much that he brought a yes. chessboard with him to play, and Kubrick yep. saw it and was like, we're already behind on filming, but fuck it, let's just close down the shoot for the entire day so I can play right. chess with this random guy on the set. <laughs> you want to go up there and save anybody? No, nah, I want to play some chess first. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to play chess with Stanley Kubrick, please. Uh, no, Dick, you, you made a mistake there, brother. It's uh, it's not plural, it's singular. It's one completely unreliable asshole. See, I think it's the opposite way. I feel like he's making that shit up, but he doesn't know how right he is. <laughs> that's true. Or maybe he means the ghosts, too. And that's totally how I would handle it. I'd open the door up, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Come <laughs> on, was ten years ago once not enough? Mm-hmm. Like, we did this shit already. Notice that when he drives by here, this is the one funny thing. Notice that he's going to drive by a red car crash here. Uh-huh. It's it's definitely the one thing I do like to note. And it was before the documentary for 237 came out. Everybody noticed this who'd read the book. Because the family originally drove a red car. And... Uh, Kubrick switched it to yellow, and here it is, that red buggy, you know? 
Yeah, just a nice little fuck you to Stephen King. Right, it really was. <laughs> it's like, you see that right there? That's your story. That's what I do with your story right there, Stephen. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. It's like, that was unnecessary. Like, what do you want to say to him? Yeah, yeah, let's just take this buggy and tip an entire trailer tractor over on the <laughs> thing. I think that'll get the message across adequately. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start a, I'm gonna start a complete war with a complete stranger for no reason. Other than I don't like his creative differences to mine. <laughs> yep. Oh. You know, it's nice that at least Tony enjoys cartoons. Right. Why would you do that, Wendy? <laughs> and I don't know why Tony's not saying things like, hey, maybe you should stay put and get a knife. Maybe you should stop thinking about that. Maybe cut your hair a little. Go out a little more. Meet some new people. <laughs> no. Useless piece of shit doesn't tell her anything like that. Just of course keeps not. possessing our friend, you know. Maybe you should buy some Apple stock. It's pretty cheap still right now. No, mm-hmm. no. I don't need your help. I am a weapon. I mean, is he? He hasn't done shit other than see blood so far. It's true. Finally, I can control the channel changer and watch all the cartoons I want. <laughs> yeah, maybe this was all about whether you get to watch Tom and Jerry or Bugs Bunny. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows why the body turns on itself? For once, she has the sense to bring the bat with her again. Oh, Wendy. But I'm sure she's telling herself it's for the for the possible woman, the possible crazy woman in the hotel and not Jack. Of course it is. <laughs> Still looking for the piece of shit. Yeah, that's just it. My wife wouldn't be calling me like Moner if she was like calling out in the hotel. She'd have been like, You asshole, where the fuck are you? And it wouldn't be like my first name. Time to die, motherfucker. Right, exactly. She'd like be slamming that bat all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweetheart, no. It's not how you do it, Wendy. You just like get the fuck out here. I also love that it's, like, a signed collectible bat, too. It's not just, like, a normal baseball bat. That was probably, like, decor somewhere in the hotel. (laughs) All the best people. And now she will see the masterpiece he's been writing for months while while she's been working a fucking boiler, cooking, Mm -hmm. cleaning, and doing every other goddamn thing. All to give him his creative freedom. No, and the music that should be playing here is when, like, fucking Beatrix and Kill Bill comes out to fight Owen, Oren Ishii for the first time, right? Where she's like, you and I have unfinished business. That music should be playing right here. Oh, my God. should be hearing war drums. shouldn't be hearing fear. He should be the one afraid. If anybody from Fright Club is ever listening, you ever hand me that, you better hide. You better <laughs> hide. Especially if I've if you were said you were doing something for six months and you send me that, hide. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I didn't even need to read more. The third or the fourth page would have been sufficient. No, 
you just got to keep checking. As a spouse and an editor, just no. Yeah, it it is am- amazing how fast the uh, the typos stick out to me. So I'm just sitting here going right. like, ha, a dull bog. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, maybe there's some glimmer of hope that we can sell this. And she starts crying as she knows there's no way you can sell this piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it's almost hopeful because she's like, maybe if I go back in time, I can pinpoint his descent into madness. Oh, no, he's just always been mad. I see right. how it is. Right. I would totally, all all guilt would have been washed away after that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally, the right reaction. Right. Notice how she's not putting the bat down when she sees him anymore. Right. Well, Jack, how do I say this? It's not really going to make it to the New Yorker. (laughs) (laughs) She's breathtaking. Not with you mansplaining at me like that, kiddo. Oh, now you're ready to be a conversationalist? Your style of literature, for one thing. (laughs) The the writing was that shitty. (laughs) She's just, she's had it all taken out of her. I don't blame her. If I read something that bad, I also would be a little bit dazed and confused. Yeah. No, no, no. Tony's and Danny. Tony shouldn't be giving Danny back the wheel right now. No. Tony's like, I'm going to fuck off and watch some Tom and Jerry. You got this, right? <laughs> Maybe now that it's Tony, he's just like, I hear everything, but I don't like it because it distracts me from Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Um, well, I think we should get him a better father, and I think you should start thinking about what child support payments are going to be like. I think Wendy should get a nice beach retreat. Right. You know what I think about every time they show the bloody elevators? Mm. I'm like, how many people's worth of blood would it take to fill up three whole elevators? That's so many people. Yeah, I mean, high hopes, which is also, (laughs) well, (laughs) high hopes. (laughs) Well, I will say for Jack Nicholson, he's a good asshole. Right. (laughs) Honey, we believed his health might be at stake for several years. This is Uh just the breaking point. Isn't it fun when he makes sense for a split second? Like, <laughs> when he is at his absolute peak of his descent into madness, he's like, <laughs> here's this thing. Look, we could take care of our son. And she's like, please, yes, but this doesn't feel like it's going to go well. <laughs> Men will use a contract to justify anything. My God. In this case, it's a Faustian bargain. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> the ones that are alive are the ones that are dead. <laughs> I would have been like, go and get that contract. I need to see that contract. Yeah. It's like, it's like I can't. Um, it came in the form of a, of a glass of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Also, feel free to stay and fulfill your contract, but I didn't sign any contracts. Right. I didn't sign. Danny signed. You signed. Right? Yeah. I don't really blame her. I yeah. also would be a little bit, you know, shocked. And now the iconic line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wendy Darling, and we're suddenly in Peter Pan. And now I would have just come down as hard as I could with that bat between his eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. can't fucking believe they made them do this take so many times mm. and i like they that wanted, in the guinness book of world records yeah in the guinness book of world records it says 127 and then but then like the the steady cam operator and assistant editor are like no it's just 35 or 45 which still feels like a fucking lot but yeah. <laughs> you know who i'm gonna trust the guinness book of world records <laughs> give me your bat Maybe if I talk like we're at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Booyah. Wendy, you are a hero. You know who she needs? She needs the girls from Death Proof to come join her. This could be such a fun time now. If all the other Hell girls from Death yeah. Proof came. Oh, my God. Wendy, you were a fucking powerhouse. Also, how much is Jack Nicholson going to drool in this movie? There's so much drooling. I'm happy. Hopefully he'll choke on the drool. <laughs> well it's not exactly donnie donowitz but i'd say it did the trick (laughs) very proud of wendy here yeah absolutely i mean the, the the actual mistake if you ask me was to drag him into the kitchen instead of directly out into the cold and lock him out there. Because mm-hmm. I think it would have been much more effective. <laughs> yeah, Hypothermia. but then she would have to lock herself into the hotel, and I'm not sure that's what I'd want to do either. Eh. <laughs> How was going on? I really wish she'd put him in the cold room, though. Yeah, that, put him that in the walk-in freezer. With all the meat. What does it look like I'm doing, you asshole? I'm locking you the fuck in. She She's so nice. She didn't even kick him in the head or anything. Nope. Still gentle. Still kind. What happened to his ankle? I hope the he minced fell clams fell so, on you. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. You, I thought you didn't want to wait a minute. <laughs> What good is a few more seconds going to do you now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this camera shot, though. Yeah. You'll forget the whole thing. 
Yeah. Be like nothing ever happened. Yeah, I don't think anybody can forget this, Jack. I mean, and he thought that, I mean, but to, you know, to bring it back to reality, she already bought that before when he dislocated their son's shoulder. You know? mm-hmm. So... Oh, how dare you fucking use your own sympathy against her, you piece of garbage. Mm. (laughs) At this point, most women I know would just laugh at the door. (laughs) Start, like, filming the door. Hearing the guy bag, upload that. Honey, don't tell him your plan. Telling him your plan is a mistake. Of course it is, but she just needs someone so badly. Yeah. He's so happy about it. (laughs) By the way... I remember watching this the first time and being terrified at that smile. Yeah. His, the surety. The confidence. Mm-hmm. He's destroyed any way, any means of ingress or egress. Just start walking down that fucking mountain, because it's better than being in here. They'd be dead of hypothermia. That's the problem. They'd die of exposure. Any other day, I'd totally be right behind you. But, I mean, that's a long mountain to go down. There's no way. Where are they going? Not going anywhere. They're on an island. A big, frozen island. Yeah. Only way off was that snow cat. But, yeah, like at any time, she should have taken a bat to the back of his head, pulled the kid, gotten the cat, gotten down the mountain... Would have been fine. But instead, now, not going anywhere. I always loved how in the video game Silent Hill back in the 90s, they mm-hmm. recapture this exact moment, this setup with the snow cat. I've always really appreciated that about the original video game, that they got this sort of moment still, and that they just wove it into the texture of the game, because this was actually a pretty freaky moment to know that there is absolutely no way you're getting off the mountain with that. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I have no idea where this goes, what this does. Although, to be honest, if there was anybody who could have figured it out, it would have been her. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Let's let's be fair. No, I have all confidence that she could have put it back together if it wasn't for the fact that the cords were actually cut. Like, lady can run a boiler room. She would have been just fine. His employers came to check on him. Shitty worker in life, shitty worker in death. Can't get anything done right. Thanks for the first name to remind us. Right. Yes, you know. The people you're working with. 
so you can stay at this magnificent jet setter hotel for all eternity. It really is, it's an interesting thing. I've never seen a Faustian bargain for a timeshare. <laughs> it's really it's really amazing. Or is every timeshare a Faustian bargain? Who can say? <laughs> Touche. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock opened the door. Yeah. Like like what are you gonna do? Are you gonna go out there, are you gonna kill yourself? Didn't see you helping. All the tang and the Kool-Aid, vanilla wafers. For this attitude, I'd have sent the old woman in there to beat the crap out of him for a little while. Yeah. I can see that you don't know how to shut the fuck up, Mr. Torrance. We'll be sending that older woman inside. You will keep her company for a little while, and then we shall allow you back out. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, I've been drinking alcohol all day. My belly's just fine. Yeah, I feel so assured here. Yeah, you know, you're so right, Grady. Let's just end the movie here. Let's just end it there. She's so strong and resourceful. The end. You're stuck in a pantry. It's because they really want that kid. (laughs) They really, really, really want Danny. Yeah. Which is weird, because you think that the hotel would go to Danny and just be like, hey, listen, you notice how neither of them can take any care of anything? We can take way better care of you. We're just playing scary. We can make this so much better for you. You know? You think the hotel but they would be better eat pitching. You're right. They want to eat him. I <laughs> think there would be a better way to pitch it. Yeah. What about bourbon? Yes. <laughs> Why not? I lied about everything else up from the altar to here, so sure, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll give my word here as well. Yeah, though I will say, if if movies have taught me anything, it's that lying to ghosts rarely goes well. <laughs> right. Mr. Halloran! Right. <laughs> I can already hear keep that coffee hot in this in this thing. Another thing, you know, I would totally switch that out for the soundtrack here. Just mm-hmm. keep that coffee hot. Keep it hot. Would have made that whole ride up the mountain so much more cheerful. I agree. Oh, bless you, Mr. Halloran. You deserve the world. Or at the very least, a nice retirement home in Florida. Hmm. Lots of naked ladies on the wall. And we can see here are snow and trees and more snow and more trees. Yeah, perfect Which could conditions. literally be anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red rum, yes, you've been saying it for a while. Were you a bootlegger in your old life, Danny? Were you running <laughs> Red rum? Yeah, he was inspired by the by the events of the 1920s. Right. Well, this is, this seems to start off in the in the 1920s. I kept thinking that maybe Danny wanted to get back to the hotel too. That's not like yeah. he couldn't help. <laughs> Should I kill her myself? Nah.
Always yep, comforting to see a small child with a large knife. I'd love it if when we're when we're looking at this in the perspective of of Doctor Sleep being the sequel, just how Abra is going to take this moment. It's like, let me show you what my childhood was like, Abra. Okay, <laughs> now stop complaining. <laughs> I also, I'm really the most disorienting part of the scene to me is that he's holding the blade of the knife toward himself. Yes. I love that he hasn't cut himself. He basically takes lipstick. Mm-hmm. Why did you need the knife? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I also like that there is an open lipstick sitting on the counter. Like, A, who leaves their lipstick open? B, we haven't seen her wear lipstick in this movie. <laughs> right. And also, why the fuck is she asleep? She's got to be so goddamn exhausted. Would now be the time to sleep, though, if you locked your husband in the kitchen. This would be the first peaceful moment she's had this entire time. I suppose. I think that that's kind of debatable when he was laughing at her maniacally about how she wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, peaceful is a a relative term in this movie. True. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna give Danny back the we're gonna give Danny back the control now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what Red Room backwards spells. <laughs> you know, it's fun how he always gives a warning, but just a little too late for it to be useful. And it's here I think we would all like to point out that uh, Jack Nicholson was a volunteer fire marshal for the California Air National Guard. And that that is an actual door and an actual axe going through the door. And Jack showing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that they, they started with prop doors and then they were like, oh, we had to switch to real doors because he was just so good with an axe. And I'm like, couldn't you have just told him to axe more gently? <laughs> like, isn't that what acting is? <laughs> I'm home. (laughs) I love that. Honey, I'm home. (laughs) And in his mind, he's about to fix his marriage. And Mm -hmm. by fix, I mean he's going to end it as violently as possible. Yeah, that's how you fix all your problems, right? In isolation, yes. (laughs) And this has been another episode of my claustrophobia nightmare. (laughs) Precisely. I would have been kicking that window out real fast. Now remember, guys, if you're still inside and you're in quarantine during the virus and you're watching this, mm-hmm. if your marriage gets to this point, it's probably best to step back and not do shit like this. Yeah, please don't. Kick out the window. Break the glass. Right. <laughs> I loved watching him warm up for this moment in the documentary. Run. <laughs> Tana's like, oh, okay. I'll just uh, run to where? the freezing cold. Uh, who knows where, but I'll, I'll go. I would have thought he would have run into Dick by then. 
it's fun that he's like reverting to childhood while he's mm. trying to murder his child. Mm. You know, in all the talk about them switching to more solid doors, I'm just thinking about how my flimsy like MDF doors would not hold up to mm. any kind of axe attack. Well, like I need to quality. get some better doors. That's a high quality door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try and process that. Your husband is going to try killing you with an axe. Wow. That was quite a swing. Blaspheming Carson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Wendy. Yeah, seriously. Yes, That was the Wendy. first smart move she made. Oh, Mr. Halloran, I think you were a little late. Right. It's like, oh my god, is that a human being outside? Please. Please let it be any human being. <laughs> and Jack's any like, human being that's other the than cook my husband. That Grady was talking about. This is It's like everybody's timed out. Uh-huh. Oh, baby boy. I'd have totally yelled for Dick. <laughs> oh, good kid. I mean, I, I would have stayed outside, but like this will have mm. to do. Oh, that's. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. You can do it, Wendy. <laughs> She's still wearing her wedding ring throughout this whole damn thing. <laughs> Good point. That's the exact moment where she remembered she has a child. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can stab the knob off, but okay. She'll make do. I think so. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I really wish Dan that Dick was like. I really wish Dick was armed for this. Oh no! Don't do my man like this. Just let me have one good thing, and that good thing is Dick Halloran. No. No, nobody's home. Go home, Dick Halloran, to your nice house in Florida. Just us murderous ghosts and axe murderers. Why would you be expecting anybody to respond in the affirmative? You know there's danger. Ah, 
Poor man has hope. In the Colorado room. <laughs> Another great rug in a terrible place. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was scary as hell. Can cut the tension with a knife. I know. Just a nice man trying mm-hmm. to do a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oof. Poor dick. Ah, guess what? I'm so it. mad. <laughs> and this evil smile Jack has, the evilest of all. No one deserved this less. Okay, to be fair, everybody who's left in this movie aside from Jack doesn't deserve it, but like. <sighs> Mr. <Dang> Halloran. <laughs> He's totally de evolved throughout this process. Mm hmm. Just stay in your hiding space. And now. I think this is the first furry convention. Hold on. Should be coming anywhere, any moment now around the corner. Yes. And we're hearing like the Satanist music from Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like yeah. this, oh, this truly like a, a turn time. of events I was not expecting. Yeah. Like. Don't judge us. <laughs> where the fuck did this come from? This is the most out of left field moment in this hey, whole look, movie. It seems, look, it's hard to be a couple when you're trying to keep things interesting and mix things up. You know, you know how hard it is to find an, a, a hotel where a murder is taking place and then perform fellatio on like one of those like second, third floors. That's really hard. So like. Yeah. Like, where you do know. you find a dog suit with a butt flap? Do it's not a- tell me. Do it's not tell me suit. the answer to that. It's a bear suit with a butt flap. <laughs> that was, was that any real animal? Hard to say. That was a bear suit. They, they identified it as a bear suit several times. Unfortunately, this has been a point of discussion over many, many years. No. So you have to wonder how many people have role-played that over and over again. <laughs> I hate to wonder. <laughs> Yeah, scream for him. That should work. This is ya. Don't ever run. Just stay in your hiding place. No, this time I'm with him. Run, Dan. Run as fast as you can. I don't know. If they if I learned anything from playing those kinds of like blind man's bluff games as a kid, so you find one really good hiding place and you stay in it and you win. It's yeah, when you're out in the open that everything falls apart. Yeah, but the problem was he was cornered if he stayed in that hidey hole. Yeah. This way, at least he's out and about and he can try tricking his dad. 
This, to be fair, was a very satisfying moment in the movie for me because it's when I finally figured out that the things in the alcoves were lights, and I was like, oh! <laughs> it was also incredibly hot while they were filming. Yeah. That that entire set is, like, scorching I hot. I know. It's so the hot. They shipped in 900 tons of salt and powdered styrofoam for this. I'm just, I'm so astonished by, like... The amount of work movies will go into to reproduce snow rather right. than just going someplace with snow. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's because they were looking for the perfect shot, I'm betting. Yeah. And also because Kubrick wouldn't leave England. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, is it safe? No. It's never safe. <laughs> Look, that was your one lifeline. Horrid thing. Remember that man who was nice to you once, Wendy? Yeah, he's dead. Yep. No, decidedly not. Fuck you and your little red jello shot. <laughs> You and your little jolly rancher drink there. Fuck you. <laughs> they really love jello shots in the 1920s. I know. Or Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, Give me one of them big red piles of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You can't get away. I'd beg to differ, old man. Yeah, you're limping as hell is so much. And this kid is just going to run around until he muddies up all of his own footprints and you can't tell which way is which. This is awesome. That's so gorgeous. Yeah, it is terrifying. It's like, oh, everybody is I mean, covered in cobwebs. It's like a classed up version of the Haunted Mansion, a little bit. Yeah. But with less of the excitement, happiness, music. <laughs> you know, they want you Fewer to be tea that... parties. Right. Good yeah. kid! Seriously. This is the smartest thing you've done all movie. Yeah, it makes you wonder who's doing it. Is it him or Tony? I want to give him. I want to give him the win on this. But then afterwards, how quickly would you cut your index finger off after that shit was over? I would totally get back home, get a meat cleaver, and I'd be like, "Fuck you, Tony. This is no." It. I think they're. I feel like they're one symbiotic unit at this point. Mm. There is no no Danny without Tony, and no Tony no. without Danny. No, for me, it'd be like I would Tyler Durden him out of me. <laughs> I would get him out. I love that she's finding so many new parts of this hotel. Right. I love how she's exploring it, looking for her son, and it's basically become a funhouse from hell. Mm-hmm. And here we are! Right. I really Woo! appreciate the the attention to detail that they really made sure that the red of the doors was a different shade of red than the red of the blood. It's special. I do find it funny that after he ended the trail, he, he didn't go far. Right. It's almost like, I want to watch him die. <laughs> yeah. I want to watch you slow down. I want you to lose your shit. And I'm going to just watch the oxygen leave you. I feel like I also would have 
like uh-huh. tried to hide in one of those alcoves or really if he's that tiny climb on top of that hedge like it could probably support his weight and it's sure not going to support jack nicholson i love how pissed jack looks <laughs> it's the most satisfying thing in the whole movie i know it's like i went through this whole maze for this <laughs> aw you lose jack you lose I love how he smiles and thinks he's going to win still. Mm -hmm. That's right, Danny. Make a run for it, brother. And I love how he's he's basically screwing up his dad's steps as he runs back out. Mm -hmm. So now he totally can't find anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also love that he has no problem finding his way out. Like, that's gotta be... Yeah. That's gotta be Tony. Yeah. I owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you get out. I owe you a lot. <laughs> yeah, serious. yeah, that's what... No, that's what I would have said as him to Tony. No, 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 bro. You owe me so much more than one. You owe me several, Tony. Oh, what's the matter? But hey, silver lining? It's a snow cat that works. Hey. Just keep that coffee hot. Oh my god, do not yell. My god, do not yell. Fucking... Do no, 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 not no, no, no. yell. Why would you throw the fucking knife down when you find your kid? Why would you yell? Get in the goddamn cat, get down the mountain. Were any of those words? No. <laughs> get in the cat. Just get in the cat. Yep. Now they have a chance of making it. I always believed in you, Wendy. I didn't. (laughs) But I'm happy I was wrong. Woohoo! Oh, yes. So happy. That's right. Yeah, just keep screaming for her. Frick. Yeah. Ooh, indeed, Jack. (laughs) When you get to hell, Jack, tell him Wendy sent you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Fuck yes, Wendy. Oh. Yeah. And they lived happily ever after until a couple months later when the ghost followed them the fuck home from the hotel. <laughs> uh, let's let them have this. Proving that Jack was worthless and that a ghost will go any distance to get its meal. Mm-hmm. That's it was never right, Jack. Jack. You let that axe lead you, brother. That's right. Walk into the light. <laughs> and then... Fall headfirst into it. 
Oh, man, that's great. I like how he's landed in a different spot than we saw him flop in. Mm. What a beautiful pose to spend the it rest is. of your life in. I hope he's in a wax museum like that. Yeah. I love the way we close. We have this beautiful picture of the July mm-hmm. 4th ball from 1921. In the gold never room. F- yeah, never forget the gold room. Never forget the gold room. Although I thought this was the Colorado Lounge, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, the sign seemed uh, misplaced. Yeah, it did seem misplaced. Or maybe this is Jack's new gold room. <laughs> <laughs> No alcohol, you get to spend, like, you know, the first 40 years in a fucking black and white photograph till you mm-hmm. uh, learn to hunt kids down and kill them with efficiency. Yeah, he's always been here, am I right, folks? Right. Mm. Well, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this. We've enjoyed <laughs> this. What's most important is that Jack didn't enjoy this. Yeah, that that I will hold on to forever. It's amazing. May you burn, Jack Torrance. Burn in hell. Or at the very least, schlep alcohol to... <laughs> schlep alcohol you can't drink. Makes me really happy. Yeah, that's nice. 1921. It makes you wonder if he would ever be reincarnated as a good novelist, but uh, <laughs> I have my doubts. Impossible. With that empty head? Mm, mm, no way. No. All right. Well, everybody, we hope you've had fun. This Absolutely. Was a, uh, Come back for Dr. Sleep. Yeah. I had more fun. <laughs> yeah, I had way more fun, Dr. Sleep. 